0: My name is Johanna Kinnock. My name is
1: Maria Jensel. And this is The
0: Five Podcast, where we try to find out exactly what it takes to be the change we want to see in the world.
1: At Five, we're all about discussing the environment and how we can get better at protecting it. For this episode, we want to look at one of the biggest environmental issues, food waste. Ooh. Joanna, do you think you waste a lot of food?
0: Yeah, I think I do, because I'm not the best cook and I'm quite a kind of confused and distracted person and especially when I'm shopping I'm like just have no idea what's what's up and down and what products I need at any given time so okay my planning skills are like not ideal for using all my food Okay, okay. You know, those people like, because then there are those people that are like, oh, look, I've just got some beans and some lettuce and
1: some leeks in the
0: <laughs> fridge. I'm going to make a cheeky little stir fry. And I'm like, yeah.
1: how do you come up with that? You know? My my dad calls this dish everything good f- from the fridge. Yeah. I find that so impressive. I think I'm a lot like you. And also I'm just so busy in my life that this is, I can just forget that I have these vegetables and my vegetable drawer in the fridge and Mm -hmm. if I don't look for a week because I'm in and out of the house and eating takeaway and whatever and then finally I I look in the fridge and I see okay it's getting too old now oh my god now it's too late
0: yeah and then suddenly it's it's but then it's also the thing of when you do go to the supermarket you just get like stock it up again and again yeah nutmeg for days (laughs) yeah so what would you say if I told you that I was going to show you everything all the food that you waste in a year for example
1: I would be a little scared but also very excited because I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Just curious to see. Yeah. Do you have any guess? I
1: I think it's a lot.
0: It's a lot, a lot. Yeah,
1: I think it's a lot. Like
0: kilos,
1: tons. Ugh.
0: Elephants.
1: Maybe one elephant.
0: Okay, well we'll see later. I'll 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 show you. This is what this is what we're doing later in the show.
1: But first we're going to speak to an expert that can help us get our heads around the massive issue of food waste so for this episode we want to find out about how big of an issue food waste actually is how much we personally waste and how certain industries are trying to combat it
0: Tristam Stewart is an international award-winning author speaker campaigner and expert on the environmental and social impacts of food waste hi Tristam thanks for coming on the show
2: hello how are you doing
0: yeah good thanks um so first off how how big is the problem of of food waste? How big of a problem is it?
2: Well, I'll start with the the size of the problem of food. Um, food is the biggest problem we have. indeed, it's the single biggest negative impact that humans have on the environment. That's been historically true and it's true now. The single biggest source of greenhouse gas emissions, the food production system, it's the main reason for soil. Erosion. It's by far the biggest user of fresh water, which of course is an increasingly scarce resource in many parts of the world. And it's the main cause of the mass species extinction event that we are living in at the moment. And on top of that, nearly a billion people in the world don't have enough food to eat. So the food system is broken in two different directions. And at the same time, of course, Um, nearly 2 billion eat too much for their own health as well as the health of the planet. One way of looking at the problem of food is to look at the issue of waste. And here I'd say the problems within the food system are at their most egregious. Um, We waste around a third of the world's food supply. A third? Yeah, around a third of the world's food is being wasted. Uh, from plough to plate. And when you think of the environmental burden and the hungry people on the planet, that figure is shocking and utterly absurd.
1: How did your own interest in food waste uh, begin? Well, I
2: started early. I was keeping pigs and chickens in Sussex. And uh, I was a teenager, I was a schoolboy. Um, they were my kind of little enterprise, if you like, and I realized that it was much cheaper as well as environmentally uh, more sustainable to use food that was being wasted rather than going to the animal feed store and, and buying stuff with my scarce pocket money. So I started collecting uh, leftover bread from the local baker, greens from the, the, uh, the market in, in town, um, and all of the kitchen scraps from my school kitchens, which I brought home in big yellow buckets, I was bartering my eggs with a farmer who was throwing away potatoes because they were the wrong shape or size. Mm. And I came to see that we were literally wasting colossal quantities of food at every step in the supply chain. Most of it, as I discovered, was actually perfectly good for human consumption, not just my pigs. Um, I I actually started eating the, 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 the organic bread from the local baker, um... For my breakfast.
0: With the pigs.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was really what started my journey into, into reclaiming food that was being wasted and, and trying to make that food waste not just into food that was going to be used uh, more wisely than just throwing it into a bin and sending it off to a landfill site, but also as a symbol of how completely screwed up the food system is.
1: When, when do you think that we got so casual about food? Because me and Joanna, we were just talking about there has been like a million wars and famines and crises where people haven't had any food. So was there like a moment in time where this changed and we just started wasting all our food?
2: I don't think it's um, quite that uh, simple. Surplus is indeed a, a, an indication of the success of agriculture so the moment that
0: we're able to kind of store food is quite a big turning point i guess
2: that's right indeed the whole point of growing food of being uh, uh, agriculturalists rather than hunters and gatherers was so so that you could produce produce surplus you can store it against famine you can start trading it
0: yeah and for 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 us as kind of consumers i mean you sound like you're quite in touch with your own food production and that you still got your pigs and, and hens and things. But it just feels like we're just so far away from where the food is being made and these animals that that we're eating and who are producing all our, um, all our nourishment. Do you think that that's kind of why we got so casual about it at some point?
2: For sure. Um, You know, the supermarket system has turned food into a commodity almost like a Christmas decoration. Uh, We are completely divorced from food production. Most of us, the majority of the human species now lives in cities a long way from where food is being grown. And it's very easy to be tricked into believing it is an infinitely available commodity because that is precisely the business model of the big corporations is to put food on display because they know we have this deep evolutionary adaptive response to surplus, which is to take some of it. So when you walk down the supermarket aisle, that um, ancient ape inside you is seeing huge abundance, a bit like seeing a, a tree in the forest covered in ripe fruit. It made total sense then to take as much as you could. And so we take From this cornucopian display, they've spent billions of dollars working out how to prompt that impulse to take something and put it into our supermarket basket, irrespective of whether we actually are going to be able to eat it before it goes off. And so week after week after week, we see consumers buying, spending their hard-earned money on food that they then chuck into the trash.
0: And how, I I don't know if this is a silly question, but how does are wasting food in, say, Denmark or the UK relate to other people starving around the world? Because whenever people kind of talk about that, I kind of think, well, it's not like we're going to ship this half-eaten plate of potatoes to someone who needs it. So can you just explain (laughs) for dummies how how that argument works?
2: Well, I I was also told when I was a kid, you know, eat up your plate because you're starving Africans. And I lived through the Ethiopian famine, that was what was going on during my childhood. And I even conceptualized this kind of pipe where you could put your place scrapings and it would somehow be shipped off. And of mm. course, that is a completely spurious way of looking at it. Um, the problem is much more systematic than that. Um, but if you can picture uh, a room with seven people in it and enough food to feed seven people, but two of those people take twice as much as they need and throw half of it out the window, Uh, And then you think that actually we do live in a room. It's called Planet Earth. And there aren't seven people. There are seven billion people on it. And there is only a finite amount of food produced on Planet Earth every year. And much of that food, in particular the commodities like rice, wheat, and maize, those foods are traded on an international marketplace. And people in Pakistan and Western Africa and all over the world are trading in the same way as we are on that international marketplace the amount of those products that we buy the amount that we eat and the amount that we throw away directly impacts how much we are buying and selling on that market
0: okay so some rice that could have fed some people in pakistan because the market price is higher here it'll get sent to Denmark instead.
2: When we, when we, Well, that's, that's part of it. Of course, we outbid the Pakistanis for their, their food. When there is a scarcity, prices go up. And they don't go up just locally, they go up globally. We contribute to that problem when we demand more than we need and we throw it into our bins. It is a very clear causal connection. There is a more nebulous connection, indeed more sinister one, and that is, of course, with the environmental impacts of our food production when we produce more than we need. When we throw away the surplus, we contribute to the ecological catastrophe that will ultimately impact people in developing world countries much more than it does us. And so we we doubly affect uh, people in impoverished countries when we we waste food.
1: Yeah, because how, how big of an environmental impact does this food wasting have?
2: If the emissions resulting from food waste were a country, uh, food waste would be the third biggest emitter of carbon after the US and China. So um, cutting food waste in half, which is what the UN Sustainable Development Goal, of which I am an official champion, aims to do, is and has been demarcated by you know Project Drawdown, Paul Hawkins' work, uh, by McKinsey and by many others, as being one of the top three ways in which we can reduce carbon emissions.
1: Joanna, let's get back to Tristram in a second, because you have promised me to take him to the supermarket and show me the reality of my food waste. Are you ready to go? Yeah, let's go.
0: So we're standing here in the supermarket. Are you ready?
1: I'm very, very excited. I'm like really excited.
0: Today we're going to do an experiment about food waste. And we're going to fill up this shopping trolley until there is as much food as you waste in a whole year. Okay. Me. You personally. Okay. I've I've been watching you for the last year and I know exactly how much food you ate. No, I've been looking at some statistics and figured out how much food you probably waste. And I have no idea how much... I know the, the amount, but I don't know how much that's going to take up. So it's either until we get to that amount or until someone kicks us out of the supermarket for looking like we're trying to steal like a bunch of stuff. Do we just try
1: and fill it up? Carrots, one kilo. Okay. Uh, onions, On mornings, 400 gram. Like to get a big fat bowl of and this, this is good
0: actually because what people waste the most is the usually bread. fresh fruit and veg. I actually
1: threw out exactly these two kind of vegetables. Two days ago two days ago so old and I didn't even realize I had them and I felt so bad because we're doing this experiment and I knew it by then and I threw out like two big pieces of vegetables. what were you intending to use them for? I don't I
0: don't even remember
2: this <laughs> okay.
0: okay two packages of eggs, it's so around six kilos now. It looks
1: like quite a lot already, no? How about some juice? We can take some pizzas. 400, 800, 1200, 1600. Now I have five uh, packages of butter at my, in my fridge. Butter is something that we can have for so long. It doesn't, it, it's not getting old. Why are you buying butter all the time? And now we have five. Maybe we should take a bunch of butter then. Lemon soda, two liters, a whole duck. Whole fucking duck. How many ducks
0: do I need to take before we're done? Uh, I can't calculate that on... off the top of my head, but it's a bunch more. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really random selection of stuff as well. <laughs> like four frozen pizzas, a duck, and some Christmas desserts, like I'm obsessed. The
1: pregnancy brain is like,
0: it's, it's not functioning in He's like, these cravings are all over the place. Five, fifty-six, fifty-seven. 57, okay, nearly there now. This lemon soda, one and a half times six. <laughs> okay, you're good. You just need one of those. You just need one of those. This is the kind of thinking that got you into this
3: situation.
1: <laughs> 59 kilos. 59 kilos. Yeah. This is what I waste in a whole year.
0: In a year. This is what an average person living in a two person household in a flat living situation wastes in a year. What do you, what do you think when you see all of this
1: food? I think it's disgusting to throw out. For sure. For sure. It's just it's too much. It's and, and it's stupid because it's expensive and it's bad for, for the planet and everything. So it's like there's no win situation here.
0: It's actually it's normal for for Europe. This is most um most individuals will waste around these like fifty-nine to seventy kilos a year. Uh just from what they throw out but then there's obviously also the per capita wastage mm. which is kind of how much food is wasted on you as an individual that not that not all of you that you can see mm. so every year 900 kilos of food is produced for you as an individual and you know you eat m- much much less of that but that means that your per capita yeah. kind of wastage is over 100 kilos probably 115 so almost mm. the twice of what you personally waste yeah.
1: That is so insane, oh my god. And this is the average. So, like, there's also a lot of people who think a lot about food waste and who will take this number down. Mm -hmm. So probably, like, if you don't think so much about it, it's it's a lot more. Would have been more for you if I'd actually been watching you this whole year? I think that's a possibility.
0: (laughs) Just really quickly. Do you know what else weighs 59
3: kilos?
1: (laughs) It's me! We're wasting you! I'm wasting one of you every year! Think about that!
0: This is me, I fit into the shopping trolleys.
1: That's the most sad.
0: (laughs) That's the saddest
2: of it. I love fruity pebbles when I'm watching my cartoons.
0: Okay, so that was a crazy amount of food. Uh, Let's get back to Tristam and try and figure out how we can do better. So me and Maria have been to the supermarket and had a look at how much we actually waste Um, and we wanted to ask you how we as consumers can kind of change our habits.
2: Well, I think the first thing I would encourage people to do is think of themselves as citizens rather than just consumers. Um, And by that, I don't just mean a semantic flip. I mean that when we buy food, we are participating in a food system. We are co-creating that food system.
1: I just have to admit that I always throw out food when it hits the best before date. (laughs) And uh, also when I find mold on our food, I I, I wouldn't cut it off. I would just throw it out. Is this Is this the wrong way of thinking or like, when is it okay to throw out food?
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, stop doing that. (laughs) I mean, the the best before date, if you mean best before date, is specifically just a quality guarantee. It's got nothing to do with food hygiene or food safety whatsoever. Mm. The food hygiene label is the use by date, which is telling you that according to manufacturers, worst case scenario calculations... Uh, it could be a risk. And um, you have to bear in mind that if you're a food company, your single greatest risk to your business is a food poisoning outbreak.
0: So they're worried about getting sued?
2: Oh, absolutely. Or much worse than being sued, that there'll be a headline in the newspaper uh, associating their brand with a food poisoning incident. That's death to a food company. And so they avoid it at all costs. They imagine that you buy your chicken sandwich, you leave it in a hot car uh, f- for the whole afternoon, uh, you take it out, you, don't, you, you would then maybe decide to heat it up, you only half heat it uh, so it's not killed all the pathogens, and that you're an old person with a compromised immune system, and then you add a couple of extra days to ensure that that is never going to happen.
1: <laughs> okay, but okay. then when, when is it okay for me and Joanna to throw out our food? <laughs>
2: My hope would be that you can end up not throwing any food away because you look at the food that you have in your kitchen, in your fridge or whatever, and you ensure that before it gets to the moldy stage, before it gets to the past the expiry date stage, you've eaten it and you've eaten it in preference to buying a takeout because Mm. you've got that food Mm. in your fridge waiting. You eat the thing that's going to go bad before all the other things like your tins of baked beans – that are going to last for years on your shelf, um, and that's that's what this is about: is is ensuring that once you have purchased food, you have created the demand for that food. It is your responsibility to ensure that that demand has not been misallocated.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that we're just a little bit spoilt, like we're a little bit spoilt for choice when we go to the supermarket. We're a little bit spoilt when we're standing in our kitchen and like you know, throwing out some food and ordering a takeout instead. And I'm just wondering whether you think that humans are capable of accepting that they don't need that many choices and things.
2: So, uh, yes, I think humans are very capable of that. Take a look at what's happened in lockdown. A whole load of things, our entire lifestyle has been curtailed. And it's been curtailed by government policies that are there to protect our wider interests as society. You use the word spoiled, and I like that, because it begs the question, who spoiled us? Who is it who is actively and deliberately, on a day-to-day basis, spoiling us? And I want to get back to those corporations, because they, above all, are the ones doing the spoiling they are spending billions of dollars of euros of pounds marketing food to us that we don't need
1: mm.
2: and that much of which is bad for our health
1: okay so that is go- a
2: failure of our legislative framework and that's where we need to go we need to stop the companies from spoiling us
1: yeah okay but how how do we do that because like okay the companies and the governments are the biggest sinners but but how do we stop that
2: as citizens, as active citizens, we give our governments mandates to pass laws that says, "Well, you can't do that anymore. Stop it."
0: But so the so even this topic of kind of just looking at food waste and imagining a a, a room full of food and some of it getting getting thrown out the window is maybe like a little bit simplistic, because you're saying that there are so many vested interests in creating that culture where food is over-consumed and overwasted.
2: Look, it's not, it's not, it's not simplistic in a, in a negative sense. It's simple. Um, I, as an individual within that room, I do have the power to change my behaviour. I do have the power to say, actually, do you know what? You can have this loaf of bread. I'm not going to throw it out the window. I'm just going to leave it there on the table. We could leave it up to every individual to overcome the incitement and the temptation to behave in an antisocial way. But we also have an option as a group of seven people to say, hey, everyone, should we just like agree a rule between us that we're not going to allow anyone to act in that way? We're actually going to create a binding rule. If anyone breaks that rule, then we have means to punish them in this room And that's that's what we do when we set a a law. A law is a codification of a publicly held moral position. That's what legislation is.
1: So according to Tristram, we as consumers can only do so much. The biggest change should happen within the companies. And we actually have found a Danish company called eSmiley that has developed a simple digital tool to help companies, hotels and restaurants, eliminate their food waste. Welcome, uh, Mette Toftegaard Rasmussen. You are head of food waste at eSmiley. So first of all, can you just try to explain it? Explain to us, what is uh, food waste? What kind of digital tool is it?
3: Yeah, uh, in the beginning, I will tell you that the, the whole idea of it is that uh, you have to know if you have food waste or not uh, before you can do anything about it. And a lot of the companies, they don't think that they have food waste. So uh, that is actually the main aim, that uh, this tool should be make them able to see if they have food waste or not. Uh, and uh, the tool... Um, is like a software system uh, where you can create the measuring design that you would like to use when you're measuring the food waste uh, in your restaurant or cafe or canteen or whatever. So you've
0: digitized uh, the way that companies
1: can see how much food that they're wasting. Exactly. So, what's your experience with the customers uh, with, with with the companies that you help? Do they get surprised about their food waste, or are they like, "Oh, we knew this"?
3: No, actually, that they, they do get very surprised because uh, when you like walk into a kitchen and you are talking to the chef, uh, I often uh, ask him or her, "Do you think you have food waste here in your kitchen?" And he or her will say, "No, of course not, because I'm I'm working very carefully with my with my resources and, and I'm taking care of the food and of course not. We are not uh, throwing anything away." And uh, when you then ask them, do you have uh, been uh, measuring your food waste? No, but I think I will have very, very a little amount. Okay, but uh, let's try to measuring their food waste. And I mean... Uh, almost 100% of them will be very surprised that, oh my God, there's actually a lot of waste, much more than I expected.
0: I guess it's not in their interest to waste food either. I mean, it's waste of money as well.
3: Uh, That's true, because uh, often we're talking about the the raw material or the climate uh, problem issues with wasting food. And that is actually also, of course, very important. But if you like see it from a perspective from the professional, then it's also like uh, time, waste of time. It's waste of money, of course. Uh, of course, we have to deal with this issue because we are in a we are in huge struggle on this planet. So see it as like a professional challenge instead of just saying no, I don't want to uh, uh, to uh, to change my routine in the kitchen. But see this like as a, as a very important and and um, interesting challenge for the professionals in the kitchens. Mm. And as soon as you do that, they actually get very happy and satisfied because uh, all of a sudden their uh, job and their daily routine is like more important than yesterday, where you were just doing the production without thinking about it. Mm. So it is actually uh, very valuable for, for these professionals when they like, Commit themselves to this agenda. Okay, so when
0: they start thinking actively about yeah. it, that's when everything changes. Yeah,
3: and then they what would like to like change everything. Mm. Uh, less meat, more ecology, uh, more raw. So it's a wave that starts. Wave. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So after you started this digital tool, do you see that there is a big problem with food waste within hotels, restaurants, the other big companies?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a huge problem, and uh, there's a lot of potential that we can uh, we can uh, go after out there. Instead of discussing, uh, okay, is there fa- waste or not, then you can see, okay, there's a lot of waste. Cold hard facts. Exactly, and then we have to do something about it. And have, have, have people kind of consistently found out, oh my God,
0: everyone's wasting loads and loads of apples or loads and loads of carrots, or is there one thing that people realize that they're wasting su- a surprising amount of?
3: I can say uh, that's another thing, but coffee, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, when we have all the conferences, all the meetings, there's a lot of coffee, (laughs) there's a lot of cake, (laughs) there's a lot of nut mix, uh, there's a lot of uh, chopped uh, vegetables and so on. And you know, when we're talking about conferences or hotels, very often we are there for the whole day and the chef, they're very nice people. So they would like to create a very nice breakfast deal, meal for you. But they would also like to create a very nice meeting, uh, uh, a snack for you. And they would also like to create a very nice lunch for you. And an afternoon snack for you mm. and, and uh, dinner. And all of a sudden, that's a lot of food. Mm. And we are like uh, people who also care about our health. <laughs> so uh, these kind of people, they just don't eat all day no. and they are very inactive uh, when they stay hotel on a conference so actually it's not fitting very well mm. uh, and that is about to to stop and see okay can these guests actually eat all this food or mm. how much do this uh, specific guest also actually needs during a day and then we are back to the professional skills, because then we have to think about what kind of guest, what age, what preference and so on. Mm. And then we are back on track. Then we have to be very professional and we have to have very good skills to match uh, the the needs, the amounts, the preference and so on.
1: Yeah, like like a luxury is not anymore to just have too much food not at all hmm. now luxury is to have measured the right amount of
3: food yeah it's actually totally misunderstanding that, yeah. the, that the luxury uh, the picture of luxury is just whoa the whole is like uh, the world is just uh, infinity <laughs> uh, no it's not like that anymore because that stressed me out totally <laughs> yeah, because I can't stress st- you out personally yeah because I can't stand it oh my god what about all the resources yeah. and this triple bottom line climate people Profit. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> so in the end of this interview, we just want to hear in your experience with all these companies, uh, will we see more or less food waste in, uh, in the future?
3: We will see less food waste and more uh, measurings. That's what I think. Definitely.
0: to the five podcast where we seek out inspirational change makers and try dipping our toes into some of their ideas the podcast is brought to you by five media a new global media platform that aims to be a catalyst for progressive action go to fivemedia.com for more five content and subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode new episodes out every second friday bye see you there
1: bye